My name's Dewey Oxberg. My friends call me Ox. You might have noticed that I, uh, I got a slight weight problem. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I went to this doctor. Well, he told me I, I swallow a lot of aggression, along with a lot of pizzas. <laughs> pizzas. <laughs> I'm basically a shy person. I'm a shy guy. He, uh, he suggested taking one of these uh, aggression training courses. You know, these aggression training courses like EST, those types of things. Anyway, it costs 400 bucks. 400 bucks to join this thing? Well, I didn't have the money. I thought to myself, join the army. It's free. So I figured while I'm here, I'll lose a few pounds. And you got, what, a six to eight week training program here? A real tough one? What's well, perfect for me? I'm going to walk out of here a lean, mean fighting machine. <laughs> there she was, just a walking down the street, singing, do I did it, did it, dum did it, do you look good? Look good. You look fine. Look fine. She looked good. Look fine. <laughs> she looked good. All right. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm Hunter. And uh, this is NYC Actors Talk Film. Uh, it's been a while since we've uh, recorded an episode. I mean, for you guys, you know, you, you've just been listening to our Robin Williams uh, miniseries, but uh, we, we took a little bit of a break. We, we recorded a bunch of episodes, uh, you know, ahead of, ahead of schedule. So, uh, so it's been a while. Now we're back. We back. We back. And we, I might be a little rusty. I don't know about you, Nick, but I might be a little rusty. <laughs> I might be a little rusty too. Let's see what happens. <laughs> you know, let's just give it a go. Let's see what happens. Let's let's uh, let's do it. Uh, so, uh, uh, welcome to NYC Actors Talk Film. It's a podcast where we go through actors' filmography and most prolific work. And uh, this is the beginning of our next mini series, NYC Actors Talk John Candy. Now, uh, this won't be as intense as uh, Robin Williams. Uh, uh, just in general, like he, John Candy was an all-around lighter guy um, mm -hmm. than than him. Uh, you know, still very funny and and did a lot of you know dramatic roles as well. But you know, we're gonna do less movies, <laughs> yeah. and we're gonna and uh, and I think it'll just be a lighter, breezier uh, time. And, and not to say that um, you know the Robin Williams one was hard, you know, hard to do. But you know, this this one's just gonna be a little more loose, a little more fun. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in doing John Candy because like the only movie that I've like really seen seen of his is Cool Runnings. So all of these movies are kind of like new to me. So I'm 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 pumped. I'm pumped. Yeah, I've seen Stripes. I've seen this movie before and I've seen Planes, Trains, Automobiles and I've seen him in like Blues Brothers and a couple of other movies, but uh that's about it. So yeah, this is going to be you know, kind of a, a a journey for both of us, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, once again, even though they're very old movies, for us, it'll be new John Candy yep. movies. <laughs> new John Candy. <laughs> new John Candy movies, baby. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to just talk about, you know, what is considered, you know, his best roles, and we're just going to kind of talk about his life a little bit, you know, the history of John Candy and his career and everything. So, uh, yeah, guys, welcome to NYC Actors Talk... Welcome to NYC Actors Talk, John Candy. John Candy. John Candy. And we have a very <laughs> special guest today for our Stripes episode because we're talking about Stripes. 
Stripes. Stripes! All right, um, sorry, I'm getting a little too crazy here. Um, so, uh, yeah, we have a very special guest today, Private Xander Kozak. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey! <laughs> Are you making fun of me, soldier? No. I will not stand for that, no. my army. No, sir, no, sir! No, sir. sir, I'm not a sir, I work for a living. Sorry, uh, uh ma'am? Oh, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, tell us a little about yourself, about, you know, uh, so you're, uh, military, right? Yes, uh, yes, I'm, uh, I'm in the military. I'm a combat medic in the U.S. Army National Guard. Uh, I'm also an emergency medical technician, actor, singer, comedian, writer. Uh, all of that has taken a pretty big hiatus for the last three years to focus mostly on, on the FBMY and the military and, uh, you know. Last year definitely took a lot of my time up uh, because of COVID. It was, it was a nonstop uh, storm for us first responders. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. For for all of us in general, yeah, we've had to kind of just wait around a bit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and do podcast episodes. Yes, I'm, I'm very excited uh, to be here. I have not done anything like this in, in a number of years now, uh, so... This would be great. And I, I love military movies. I especially love military comedies like Stripes because uh, I don't know if you know this about the U.S. Army, but... Um, it's, They're not as funny? They're not as funny? It's very <laughs> silly. It's much sillier than one person would know. Um, oh, the, so they're so it's sillier. Okay, okay. For real, I, I went to basic training and I, um, I knew a little bit about what to expect, obviously, um, you know, you get, uh, all of your decisions are pretty much made for you. You have no phone, you have no freedom, you have no hair, and you have drill sergeants you know, at your every corner waiting to basically just uh, scream at you until the thing they want done is done. But there's also a, a, a very interesting amount of silliness involved to it. Like, you know how you were in kindergarten and your teacher would like teach you certain audio cues that you would all do together at a certain moment. It's exactly like that in basic training. Like if uh, if we're walking somewhere and someone got lost and had to turn around, the drill sergeant would go rerouting, rerouting, and he would fully expect you to go rerouting, rerouting, exactly <laughs> like that. And if he's teaching you something that he feels probably should have been obvious to you, he has to go, oh, and then the whole crowd goes, oh, and it felt very... Very kindergarten at times. Oh my gosh, I had wow. no idea. <laughs> yeah. That's, so does this movie, like, is some of it kind of relatable in a way? Some of it, yes. Um, <laughs> about 90% 90, 90 of this movie is not accurate. Uh, as to the well, yeah, that's to be expected, yeah. <laughs> but it's a very, very silly comedy, and it, it's got the same spirit as the silliness of the U.S. Army, so I, I don't give a crap. So would you, uh, Xander, I have a question. Would you consider yourself like the Bill Murray of, uh, of the military? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I, okay, maybe like John Candy? I No, no. I, I try <laughs> to be completely squared away. You know, I, I, I try to do it as best I can. That was a trick question, and you passed. <laughs> you passed. Uh, it's the first time I've succeeded at something in a while. Um, but the, the movie's also really smart with a lot of its jokes. Like, um, if you take a look at the beginning of the movie where they actually arrived at basic training, they arrive at a place called Fort Arnold. No such place exists. Um, but 
that's actually a really, really subtle, smart joke if you're a history fan. So back in the 1800s, there was a Fort Arnold named for General Benedict Arnold. But as soon as it was uh, figured out that he's, he's not such a nice guy and his favorite thing ever is treason, they, uh, <laughs> they renamed it to the now famous military academy up north uh, here in New York, known as West Point. You know, treason is also my favorite thing to do. Oh, good. Yeah. That's why I'm here. I, yeah. I, I wanted to get into treason. I've been doing too many good things in the honor lately. So. Interesting stuff. All right. So uh, before we really get into the nitty gritty of stripes. Stripes. <laughs> um, uh, let's just uh, go around and uh, talk about our, our thoughts and, and feelings, uh, maybe initial thoughts, right? This is the first time you've seen it, Hunter? Yeah. Yeah. This is my first time. Yeah. So what you um, think? What you think? All right, so I don't know. I watched this yesterday, and then, like, I went back and watched a few scenes, like, of it last night, and I, I like it, and I it's so enjoyable, I think. Like, watching it is, like, just kind of a good time, but I, I don't know if I'll ever, like, watch it again, if that makes sense. Like, I because I, I was thinking, like, even, I know this is John Candy, but, like, in terms of Bill Murray, because Bill Murray was getting big. Uh, like this was uh, right after Caddyshack and then uh, right before Ghostbusters. And I was like, this this isn't like a Caddyshack and it's not like a Ghostbusters. So like the, it really is like an in-between movie. That's interesting like. that you say that because I kind of see it as kind of a Ghostbusters-esque uh, really? movie. Because like he, he's kind of playing the same character as like uh, his character in Ghostbusters. Yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong, like the... Bill Murray is so good. John Candy is John Candy made me audibly laugh like a few times. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know if this is up there with like some of my f- like favorite '80s like comedies. But I don't know. That's my yeah, that's yeah. My, that, that's my initial thoughts on it. No, yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah, and you know, uh, there's the kind of I don't know if critique, but like kind of observation, like oh, Bill Murray's kind of playing this same character over and over again in every movie he's in. And I get that, but like, yeah, he's just so funny and he's so good at it that like, why would you want him to not do that? I don't know. Um, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, that's for that's for a different series. And we say just talk Billy Boy, but this is this is Johnny Boy, uh, a Johnny Boy co- podcast. But um, yeah, I I've seen this movie twice now. The first time I watched it, I I really enjoyed it. I was laughing a lot, and I watched it again last night. And I still laughed at at certain key scenes, but yeah, it. Hunter, you probably wouldn't want to watch this again from the way you described it, because yeah, I don't think you would have a as good of a time just because you're already saying like I don't know if I even want to watch this again. <laughs> so yeah, so I would say not as good as the first time I watched it, but still funny, still a good time. It's kind of just one of those movies that's just like, yeah, like easy breezy, just kind of like, let's just kind of have this comedy set piece and then let's move on to the next comedy set piece. There's not really a big through line or anything. It doesn't have to per se, but like, you know, it, it really doesn't have that. And But Bill Murray's great. John Candy's very funny. That uh, He has a bunch of standout scenes in the movie. He's not in it a lot, but the scenes that he's in are very memorable, very notable. So... Mm. Yeah, I it's okay. It's an okay movie t- for me, but uh, but I do enjoy some parts very much, and I do uh, laugh at very key moments. 
it's I, I do too. I, I think it's still funny. I grew up with this movie, so I, I've got more of a fondness for it for right. nostalgia reasons and whatnot. It doesn't age quite as well as something like Animal House. really because i would i would very much disagree with you only because i recently watched animal house and i was like wow they can never make this movie again (laughs) no they could never make that movie again they could never make blazing saddles again but those movies still give me uproarious laughter where this one mostly just gives me uh warm reminiscent chuckles um yeah i feel that i feel that it it kind of feels like you're watching old footage of a bunch of brat brothers enjoying life and having fun pretty much like you get that they're always going to feel like this is more of a special thing to them than the audience would ever feel i think i it sounds maybe a little too harsh because i do love this movie it's it's very silly and very fun i just don't think it aged as well as some of the other comedies in um, in that era but i think it is a very important point in john candy's career in particular because uh yeah, he was a he was a second city brat, and with uh, with those characters, um, I think I think Harold Ramis was also part of that as well. Yeah, and, and it's actually funny. Like quite a few SCTV Second City TV members are in this movie. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah not only obviously does uh, you know John Candy show up in the movie, but uh, but yeah, Harold Ramis, Dave Thomas shows up at at one point. Um, I don't know if you would know him, Hunter. Yeah. He's a uh, 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 what what are the what's a uh, him and Rick Moranis? What what are the what what's the duo called? Um. Anyway, uh, if you don't get that reference, I'm of course referring to Strange Brew, uh, a very funny movie. Uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. There we go, the McKenzie brothers. Uh, they they kind of their characters kind of originated on SCTV and then they made a movie and a Christmas album. Iconic Christmas album, let me tell you. Anyway, very funny duo. Anyway, Dave Thomas uh, uh, shows up in the movie as the announcer guy for the for the Mud uh, Girl uh, ring. Yeah. Uh, CD, CD ring. <laughs> Which I uh, uh, was reading that that was like an improvised, like they didn't, uh, John Candy didn't know that he was going to be doing that. Oh yeah. And it was that. just kind of like an on-the-spot thing. Yeah, uh, like he was very uncomfortable with doing scenes that were just fat jokes, that were just about, you know, his weight. Like, oh, isn't it funny? He's fat. And so he was very uncomfortable doing scenes like that. So he, so Ivan Reitman, uh, the director of the movie, had to kind of talk him into it. Yep. It's it like therapy while making the movie. Well, you're doing great, buddy. You can do it. Exactly. So he was kind of most likely suffering through that scene. I mean, like, it's it's his most iconic scene for a reason. It is funny, but, like, I totally get why he wouldn't love doing that because it is a bit dated. Like, haha, just the joke is just that he's big. Yeah, it's a little hard to watch now, but it's still funny, and I and I get, you know, and I get his complaints or his concern at the moment, in the moment, you know, doing that scene. But, yeah, like, I'm, you know, it, 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 it does show, though, like, you know, how kind of larger than life no pun intended sorry um larger than life uh his uh his role was that scene and then another scene in particular i think are really important to his the testament of his ability 
to do comedy. Like he, he was so dedicated to the craft. He would put himself in these uncomfortable situations just because he knew it would make people laugh. And there's another scene I want to talk about earlier in the film. Uh, there's the scene where he gets his head shaved. So, like, that scene, that, scenes like that in, in movies where, where the trainees are getting their head shaved, that's always a really touching moment for me because um, that's the moment, like, that's really the moment where you understand that there's no turning back. Like, you, got, you, you did get on the plane, you did get on the bus, you met the drill sergeant, you did your push-ups and stuff, you get uniforms, but honestly, it still feels not so real until you get that buzz cut. And then you look at your battle buddies to the left and right of you, and you're all the same. Like, that's the moment you realize it's, it, there's no turning back. And then in this movie, John Candy was not aware that they were using actual army barbers. So he's getting his head shaved for real, and his look of horror is 100% not a performance. It's real. And you see him walking out of the door with his hair in his hand, just looking at it like a, like a dead pet, and he's just so depressed. But he knew it would make people laugh, so he just went along with it. And then just to add insult to injury, you've got Harold Ramis and Bill Murray walking out with <laughs> trims, which... Of course, would not be the case. You know, every trainee is the same. They do yeah, like let me let me let me touch on that for a second because it's I, it's so funny to me that yeah, like everyone else has their head shaved except for yeah. our main stars Harold Ramis and Bill Murray. They of course they're they're you know they're 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 hot shit. They're big stars at, at this time. So like yeah, they're not gonna get their heads shaved. Yeah, and that's literally the only reason why. It's just because they're they're big names. Um, I don't know. Uh, and then, actually, in that scene, uh, uh, John Candy, like, you know, like, kind of strangles Harold Ramis and is like, why didn't they cut your hair? Yeah. <laughs> why is your, wait, why is your hair so long? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that part, I didn't, I was like, all right, I get it, hot shit. But I was like, can't, just, that's so stupid to me. I yeah, I, 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 I absolutely agree with you, Hunter. It's like, commit to the craft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, I get it. Like, it's like, oh, silly comedy, but it's like, hey, so, you know what I mean? It's like, it'll, it'll, it'll grow back. Exactly. <laughs> Although yeah. that didn't bother me. Uh, we're gonna go off topic for just a second. That didn't bother me as much as one very small detail, which is a very much a, it's a me problem that I shouldn't have, but I do just because of who I am. Um, if you are a drill sergeant, like Warren Oates' character, he plays uh, drill sergeant Polka. Everybody in the movie just calls him sergeant, and that, that started to tick away at my brain. Because if you're a drill sergeant, you always address that person as drill sergeant now, like when, when, they're, when they're at work. You don't call them sergeant anymore. They, they have that drill in front of their name. Even if you're a captain, you still call them drill sergeant Hoka. But the whole movie, no one calls him that. And that, that made me irrationally like, upset, and I, I wish I could fix that, but I can't now. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. You think, or I don't know the history of that at all, but um, like, did that change over time, or was it like that in the 80s too, and they just didn't do it? As far as I know, it's always been like that, but I'm totally okay with being proven wrong on that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm almost certain that it's always been like that. And I also know what happens if you screw up and call them sergeants instead of drill sergeant when you're a trainee. I have to know. Oh, um, <laughs> let's see. It happened to one dude. Give me the goods. Give me the goods. It happened to one dude who was forced to grab sandbags, go down these set of stairs to a pit where there was more sand, empty the sandbag, 
refill it up, and then run back up the stairs and do the same thing with another sandbag. And the drill sergeant just kind of did that to him until he got bored. Until he got bored. Yeah, for oh me. Oh, my God. No, <laughs> they, they came up with... Oh, you, you can stop now. Yeah, I'm actually kind of tired, actually, so... Yeah. Oh, you know, could you give me some, uh, can you give me some warm milk? <laughs> Maybe my baba? <laughs> my baba? Oh, man. For real, they once put us all in, in the push-up position and watched two episodes of Friends while we sat there. Torture? Oh. <laughs> uh, it's, it, they call it corrective training. <laughs> I mean, was it season 10? <laughs> I do not remember. All I remember was the pain from sitting in push-up position. Oh, because if it's man. season 10, I get the pain. I get it. No, no, not again! No! No! <laughs> like, the basic training in this movie is definitely not as, uh, as tough as it actually is. For obvious reasons. I do feel like they could have made it tougher and found a way to make it funny that way. Yeah, I feel like there's a way to do that that they didn't go all in on. They may have pulled their punches slightly on that. Like, I love Warren Oates in the role. I just wish he was tougher. You know? mm. Yeah, I thought he was actually pretty tough. So you're, I love that your critique is I wish he was tougher. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm already like, whoa, dude, take it easy, man. Take it easy. <laughs> like, there's certainly a lot more screaming involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. Well, he, he doesn't he punch Bill Murray? Yeah, that's that's the way it used to be. Like for real, that's the way it used to be. It's it's definitely not like that anymore. I mean, uh, that's pretty tough. I'd punch him too. For real, I'd like, punch him too. I'd punch him too. I was like, you're being a jackass. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's usually a trainee who thinks he's better than all the drill sergeants, and he wants to step up and puff out his his chest like a gorilla. And the way it used to be was like a drill sergeant would take that dude off to a corner or behind a building and be like, all right, let's go. No, I'm serious. Swing at me. And then the drill sergeant will just teach him a lesson, not enough to cause actual harm, but enough to be like, this is going to be tough if you do not start acting right. So just deal with it. And yeah, that, that stuff used to happen. It, didn't, it does not happen like that anymore. You know, like a drill sergeant would lose their job if they did that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, so yeah, let's just kind of uh, go back a little bit into the, like the start of the movie, just just to kind of go through at least like the major things that happen in it. So, sure. so uh, yeah, so Stripes uh, was originally supposed to be a Cheech and Chong movie of all things. Uh, Ivan Reitman was? was supposed to uh, direct that, but then the manager wanted like twenty five percent of the share, and he wasn't willing to give that up, and so he made it like a Bill Murray Harold Ramis joint instead. Um, and, uh, you know, Bill Murray, uh, you know, was like, I, I must work with Harold Ramis. I can't work with anyone else. If, if I don't do this with Harold Ramis, I'm out of here. So even then he was kind of like very demanding and <laughs> like, even in his early career, he was already like, look, if we don't get this done, I'm not doing the fucking movie. <laughs> um, so that was pretty, uh, pretty crazy. And so, yeah, Harold Ramis, you know, obviously that you get it. Their chemistry is very good in general, just in a bunch of stuff. Um, as I mentioned, you know, they, they were in second city together uh uh bill murray obviously moved on to snl after uh a little bit but you know like john candy and the rest of them kind of stayed 
uh, uh, stayed on, and then they did SCTV with, you know, as I mentioned, John Candy, Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy, Schitt's Creek fame, uh, uh, Joe uh, Flattery, um, Martin Short, Rick Moranis, Harold Ramis, as I mentioned. So, uh, yeah, a bunch of comedy legends. Um, very funny show. I just watched some clips of it uh, recently, and, yeah, it, it's it's pretty funny stuff, and John Candy plays just, like, a wide variety of characters in it. Uh, it's 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 very funny. Um, even, even, uh, in that era, he was playing just like larger than life mm -hmm. characters, pun very much intended. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know who was originally supposed to play the Harold Ramis role, right? Uh, I think Dennis Quaid was in the mix. Yeah. Dennis Quaid, yeah. he, was actually, he was married to PJ Souls, who plays, um, one of the, one of the main chicks in the film. Uh, he was married to her at the time. In fact, you can actually see Dennis Quaid in this movie at the end of the film, um, He's in the crowd of the graduation. It's a blink and you'll miss a cameo, but he's there. Oh, interesting. Dang. Yeah, I think it's for the best that Dennis Quaid didn't play this role. Also, uh, wasn't uh, uh, Chevy Chase up for uh, Bill Murray's character, too? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, they kind of have, like, the same, I don't want to say shtick, but, like, they play the same dudes. Well, they play <laughs> fucking assholes. Yeah. The only, the only difference is, is that, like, Sometimes like Bill Murray changes at the end, but Chevy Chase is still the same asshole, right? Chevy Chase, just like in real life, Chevy Chase never changes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, the Cheech and Chong stuff actually lives on slightly in the Judd Reinhold character of this movie. Like, this is he's a big pothead. Uh, pretty much all that was left of the jokes they were going to use went to Judd Reinhold's character. Dude, I I was so surprised to see him because like he uh, he's the guy in the Santa Claus. And I was like, yeah. the guy from the Santa Claus is in this movie? <laughs> Saying that I've never seen him in anything else, so that's why I was like, what? Have you seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High? No, I haven't. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's because like, everybody's like seen it. That's oh, I saw that recently. Yeah, I thought it was all right. It's one, yeah, Once I again, like I, I think just all of those movies to me are just a little bit too dated for me to like completely enjoy now. Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe maybe it doesn't age quite as well to the 2021 years. I, I mean, it's still funny, though. Like, don't get me wrong. There's funny stuff in it. That's one of my favorite comedies from that era. I think it's one of the most quotable comedies ever. And just really? seeing Sean Penn do something different besides one of these crazy, intense characters. is just... mm. Also uh, one of the most paused comedies of all time. Well, I, will, I will not get into that. Um, well, <laughs> and now um, I'm anyway. like, why? Is it because it's bad? <laughs> no, uh, look look it up, huh? Look it up. All right, I'll look it up. Um, it. Anyway, so uh, John Candy, John Candy. Um, so um, a guy named Daniel Goldberg, who I, I'm, I, I'm assuming uh, worked with John Candy, kind of uh, recommended him to Ivan Reitman, so he didn't need to audition for the movie. He just got the part. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, John Candy has been in a few movies up to this point. He was in Blues Brothers. He was in, um... He was in Spielberg's 1941, which was a really bad movie. That's right. I've, I've heard nothing but bad things, and it makes me want to watch it more. Uh, and, uh, just because, like, Spielberg? War comedy? Yeah, right. Uh, Warren Oates was in that film as well, actually. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, it's not good at all. Um, but hype 1941 uh, hype <laughs> like you know i i wanted to like that movie i i hadn't seen it before so i actually watched that yeah john belushi's in it a bunch of comedy people are in it right i, I really wish I yeah dan Aykroyd. yeah 
This sounds amazing. Yeah, I know I it sounds amazing, and I and I'm 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 sad to hear that it's bad, but I really want to watch it. I say we just Go watch. It. I say we just watch it. Let's see. <laughs> no matter how bad a movie is, I'm not going to tell someone not to watch it because you know you might enjoy it. I did not. That's true. Yeah. Um. Uh, so the the training uh, that Bill Murray and PJ Souls did for the movie was about three days, and. Uh, you know, I I don't even understand why Bill Murray did even three days because in the movie he doesn't have, he's not very good at, at being in the military. I don't even know why he needed three days. Yeah, that, it was supposed to be two weeks, but he lasted three days. That's right. That was it. It was it was it was supposed to be two weeks. That's right. But he was like, I'm Bill Murray, and they were like, Okay, three days. When I read that, I was like, That's more than I expected. Mm-hmm. That's three days is more than I expected out of you. I didn't expect them to go to do anything like that for this movie. Yeah, I think the only impressive military-like thing he does in this movie is the is uh, the the end of the second act when he when he does the march with the guns and everything. Yeah, that's what's known as drill and ceremony, DNC. Gotcha. So yeah, yeah when he was he doing really that, I think that was like the only like kind of impressive like also thing he did like you know military-wise. That was really impressive, actually. Um, in my basic training, we did not get that deep into it. We um, just basically did the basic like, right shoulder, arms, and stuff like that. And we didn't do any of the flippy, crazy stuff that everybody else did. Um, but yeah, no. So that was legit impressive because that stuff. Do you guys sing songs like like Bill Murray and the Gang? Cadences, yeah, absolutely. When we're marching, we do cadences. Hell yeah. Um, our most of our drill sergeants basically stuck to the to the basic ones because again times have evolved and certain things are not um, allowed anymore um, and no no songs really it's basically just you got to treat the trainees like they're like they're kind of dumb so you basically just give them something to repeat back to you and if they get that then we'll teach them more complicated cadences that can go that can be like songs but no, there, there were some fun ones. A lot of references to McDonald's, randomly. Nice. Nice. I love McDonald's. There were some Hell really yeah. fun ones that we did. But um, when I when I finished basic training and went to medic school, I did that for five weeks, and then the pandemic hit, and everything changed for us overnight. So we didn't walk in formations anymore. We didn't do cadences anymore. Like we had to change our, our military bearing to adhere to social distancing, which blew my mind. Yeah, I bet, I bet that would be, like, a super big change. Yeah, it was crazy. They split our class in half. Oh, and wow. did a morning and a night class just so that we could be more social distanced. Interesting. And, and it made things really, really difficult. Yeah, I bet. Speaking of the Army, um, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, Hunter. Um, no, speaking no, of the U.S. Not. Army, um, they were actually, you know, very, very supportive of the movie. And they were like, yeah, like, you know, like, we're, we're, we're all good with this. And Ivan Reitman was like... What? Like, I'm making you guys look like idiots here. We are idiots. <laughs> and see, like, look, Xander is confirming you, they are idiots. <laughs> so it, I, I found that very interesting that, like, they can kind of make fun of the military, and the military was actually pretty cool with it. Well, I, yeah. I read somewhere. I don't know if this is true, so feel free to say that I am absolutely wrong. But I read that, like, the Department of the uh, Defense, like, they have to, like, clear, like, all military movies. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, that's true. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought that that was interesting. Um, yeah, but, if you know, if it's a comedy, they're, they're going to take it as well as an audience member would. Uh, 
I've been mm. able to laugh at themselves. You know, I wish uh, I wish people did that more nowadays. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people no. were like, hey, you know, yeah, you know, we maybe we maybe we are buffoons. Maybe you should make fun of us. <laughs> so good to laugh. <laughs> it's good to laugh. It's good to good. laugh, guys. Anyway, anyway, so uh, let's just kind of run through like the actual movie now, just for a bit. So, like, we start with Bill Murray. He's he's a jackass living in New York. He's a taxi driver. Um, he he's very disorganized, just like all of his roles. You know, he's very he's very dry. He's very sarcastic. He's very anarchic. You know, so you know, you know, just basically his wheelhouse. But yeah, like he's playing that type of character, you know, basically throughout. But you know, we we see him in New York, and yeah, he's, you know, his girlfriend dumps him, and he's friends with Harold Ramis, um, and uh, they decide to go uh, sign up for the for the military, and and so we meet these these cast of characters like John Candy, uh, he plays Ox, and uh, they have this kind of uh, first kind of uh group meeting uh session or whatever just talking about like their lives or whatever and apparently all of that was improvised oh yeah yeah that's why uh because uh, i didn't know the reason that he was uncomfortable doing the the mud scene or whatever that's why i, I was surprised to learn that just now because like it was improvised and he like made fun of like himself you know saying that he has a weight problem so i was like huh interesting i don't know isn't that weird yeah, I mean, like, I, 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 I still get it. I mean, like, there is a line where, where, like, you can kind of be like, hey, you know, maybe I need to lose a couple of pounds. And then there's that scene, that mud scene, you know, yeah, so like, right. I do get it. But like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting, you know, how far he went with like making fun of his weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, one thing that I like, or that I wanted to point out. <laughs> I've seen, like, it, it's bringing me back to Moscow and the Hudson for some reason, but I've seen more boobs in 80s movies than I've ever seen in my life. The first time that we see a girl, she's naked. <laughs> that's right. Illinois, I was like, Illinois Illinois can't girlfriend. Like, she's just topless in the apartment, and, and that's it. Like, I know, yeah. she just, like, just shows up topless. I guess that was for the boys. I, I oh, dude. Maybe a state like, mandate at the time. Like if you're a woman in an 80s comedy, you have to be topless for at least five seconds. Yeah, you can't be just funny. <laughs> you can't just be talented <laughs> come on i mean the guys can be just talented but the girls oh, yeah. no no you gotta show oh, yeah, you know some no. skin baby yeah literally like all of the women i feel like, like. almost everyone yeah like literally all of the women are objects in this movie it's a yeah, bit yeah. it's a bit atrocious and that's like yeah. some of the dated stuff that i kind of wanted to mention about this movie yeah. so like uh -huh. the mud scene is very funny but it's it's so much of just an excuse to show naked ladies. Like, there's literally, like, I, I think I picked, like, five shots where it's just n nipples or it's just, you know, like, t boobies. There's a close... They cut to a close-up, and it's just tits. And, and it's I just boobs. Like, exactly. Like, what the... Yep. What the hell? <laughs> like, jeez. Everybody but Sean Young gets full frontal in this film. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm even surprised she was able to escape it, but even just slightly, because you see her in a bath with Harold Ramis. Right, because the whole movie we kind of see, you know, we go back and forth a little bit between, like, you know, Bill Murray and Harold Ramis, you know, training for the military, and then this sort of romantic subplot with these girls. Okay, military girls with their hair out, uh, and, and, like, their hairs are down, and, like, you know, they're just, yeah. like, total objects, and, like, these scenes where, like, Bill Murray is just, like, really forcing himself on to this girl this blonde chick and it's just like 
Look, Bill Murray's funny, and apparently he improvised some of those scenes and everything, like where he's like, what using the spatula or whatever. Yeah, which um, yee, 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 Billy boy, watch out. Um, but uh, but you know, it, it all that stuff is incredibly dated to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fact, I, um, women in the army can actually wear ponytails. Right. Do you know? Do you know how long they've been allowed to do that? Like two months. Really? For real. Two months. Like, that became a mandate this year that that <gasps> women in the army can have a ponytail. Before that, it was uh, hair up above the collar and a bun. Um, yeah, I remember seeing a Disney Channel movie. I forget what it was, but they had, like, the buns. Cadet Kelly. Yep. <laughs> I know my military movies. Yeah, that's my knowledge of women in the military. <laughs> Cadet Kelly. Oh, uh, you're making our gender p- very proud, Hunter. <laughs> tell you what, um, DJ Souls and uh, and Sean Young play military police, which is a, a whole entire career. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's police, but in the military. And I promise they would not be that nice. They would not be that sweet. Military police are tough. Yeah, I have a, I have a friend that I did uh, theater with who's uh, now military police. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, yeah. He and so, the way like, he talks about it, like that's so right. Like I'm fine with with them being the romantic subplot for these two main characters. I just kind of wish there was more of a journey through their tough exteriors, like through their tough shells, to get to. Well, oh, I'm attracted these guys yeah exactly like ghostbusters is kind of the same thing where bill murray is like hey you love me right you love me but at least like that with with him and sigourney weaver like that kind of romance has kind of a journey to it it's not just like hey stop i I love you you know like it like it's just uh, there's like literally no journey to it yeah i i wrote this down uh and i was like they've had a total of 10 minutes of screen time they're in love <laughs> like right when she said right when he's all like you're hopelessly in love with me right you're hopelessly in love with me and she's like yes i was like it <laughs> was the hardest i laughed the whole time <laughs> i was like get the fuck out of here dude yeah, and uh, apparently bill murray did not like sean young like at all really yeah, after doing this movie, he vowed to never work with her again yeah apparently she really didn't like him like improvising all the time and everything yeah, I mean, I I get how that can be frustrating, especially if like you know you're, um, example George C. Scott and, and Marlon Brando did a movie called The Formula. He hated Marlon Brando for the same exact reasons because there were no two takes that were the same, mm-hmm. uh, or even similar. Really, it was just everything was different. Like it was, yeah, it was just like so wildly different and and off the rails. Yeah. I get how that can be frustrating if you are not also on that level of performing where you can do that. But at the same time, like there are, have been plenty of Bill Murray comedies before Stripes. You probably should have known what you were getting into. Is what I'm saying. Like if you if you weren't gonna like that kind of a style of acting to work off of, I don't know. Yeah, and I, can I we just talk about like how how crazy he is in this movie? Like, like, oh. not only does in the like first a minute he's like throwing stuff, and and like you know like uh like in the very beginning like when he's giving the money 
to the guy he's like kind of hiding it and then gives it to him it's like it's like crazy shit like so many weird choices like that that somehow work and like yeah, what, what is it like he he has this paper in the beginning and he just kind of like throws it on the ground and leaves it and goes into the taxi it's like all these like little things where he's just like fuck it and just like throws whatever he has in his hands you know and, and it's just crazy just starting a parking ticket yeah right that's right he got a ticket that's right and he and he just like kind of throws it yeah yeah, I thought the the basketball scene in the apartment. I was just gonna say, I was, I was like, ah, eighties comedy. It, like, did, it felt so different than what the rest of the movie was like. Um, yeah, actually, I I've heard a lot of criticisms about like, oh, like the first ten or so minutes are really funny, and then like the military stuff is like, eh. and I and I get that a little bit. I still think the military stuff is funny, but like I think some of the funniest stuff in the movie are in the first like 10 or so minutes yeah did you guys happen to watch the extended cut by any chance no no i watched the extended cut with an additional 14 minutes of footage would you would you like to know boobies more boobies no not at all don't message me hello (laughs) i'm in the the middle of an interview how dare you (laughs) okay so the extra 14 right when i talk about boobies too yeah right (laughs) tell you what does that tell you about yourself? <laughs> uh, the extra 14 minutes of footage was taken out of the theatrical cut because they thought it was too insane. And oh, I've, I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah, uh, tell it. Yeah, here's yeah. what happened. They somehow acquire their civilian clothes in the middle of basic training and put them on. And then they take a bunch of acid. Like, a lot. <laughs> Hunter's like, acid. relatable, relatable. And they, they bullshit I get it. their I get way. It onto a special forces helicopter, which is run by a captain. They pose themselves, even though they're in civvies, and they are, um, I guess, in their 20s, even though they're 30 and 36 years old. They're in their 20s, but they're passing themselves off as a major and a captain in the army. And they have no identification, they have no proof of it, but the captain in charge of special forces just kind of believes them and lets them come on this dangerous paratrooper mission to Colombia, where they then give acid to just about everyone they meet and they uh by the, by the end of it they wake up and they just walk back to the helicopter and go right back to basic training like nothing happened yeah that just sounds like such it like it it detracts from like everything it's just this whole sequence apparently yeah that just like has nothing to do with the rest of the movie, and it sounds amazing, and I kind of want to watch it, but I, I totally get why they cut it. Probably on YouTube. Uh, I think at one point they even pour the rest of their LSD into, like, a pot of soup and feed it to a whole bunch of people. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm of the opinion... This is a hot take. I'm of the opinion that it should have ended... Uh, Right after, like, they pass the basic training. Okay, thank you, Hunter. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Because, yeah, so... Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I I thought that it was going to end, dude. I thought it was going to end. And then it kept going. And then this whole thing with the truck. Yeah, and we'll get get into that, Hunter. We'll get into that. But, but, yeah, like, it's... uh, so, so basically, yeah, we, we have these, you know, scenes, romantic scenes, and, and then the military scenes, they go into the city, and we have the mud scene, they go, they, they get back, and they're all in trouble, you know, for, for going out and everything. So, yeah, they're, you know, and, and so, like, Bill Murray has this pretty funny speech, I think, where, you know, he's trying to, like, no, we can do this, guys, and Harold Ramis is like, yeah, like, 
Um, you, you know, we can cram stuff in three hours. Have you ever been to high school? And and yeah, Bill Murray has this like funny speech, like where he's just like, "Have you seen Old Yeller? Who hasn't cried? Who did? Who cried when the dog died?" Uh, you know, and, and, and everyone raises their hands, of course. And, and so he kind of like riles them up like, yeah, we can do this guys. We can make it, uh, we can pass basic training. And so we have this scene where, yeah, like Bill Murray's singing these songs and everyone's, you know, it, and it's kind of crazy, but they are kind of doing it right with the guns and the marching and everything. And I absolutely agree, Hunter. The movie should have ended there because we have like, I think 30 minutes after that yeah, sequence. Uh Ivan Reitman himself is kind of embarrassed of the by the third act of yeah. the movie and he he his justification anyway was just that like they need the army needed like a war to happen in the movie like but you know they they needed like a conflict at the end of the movie like oh okay the, they should fight you know Check someone so at the end of the movie and you know and so for this movie they were fighting you know they were fighting Russians and everything so um and I think if I'm not wrong here uh yeah ivan reitman's birthplace which is Czechoslovakia. oh was it yeah yeah um so uh mixed signals on that front i he, he so ivan reitman wanted them to shoot in his birthplace and and they're the bad guys <laughs> <laughs> um and uh so yeah i i definitely agree hunter about the third act it's kind of it, it, it's kind of uh it's kind of boring <laughs> It's kind of yeah. bland and not a lot happens. I mean, a lot happens, of course, but nothing like terribly funny or terribly exciting. It's just kind of like, okay, we need, I don't know, a big thing to happen at the yeah. end and we, and we need like a big fight. I'd rather the the uh, acid trip. <laughs> that should have been the yeah. climax of the movie. Exactly. I'm, I'd rather that than what we got. I was like, all right, I'm ready. It actually kind of fits more with the movie, come to think of it, because it's it's yeah. so like, you know, like... It has these hangout vibes, you know, they're just kind of like being bros, being friends or whatever, you know, in the military. So actually, I once again, I haven't seen that scene, but I'm but I'm actually more and more convinced now that the LSD scene might have worked better as an ending. Yeah, possibly. Uh, although I do think that they should have put a Winnebago in there somehow, because that shit made me laugh real hard when they... That is true. There are some funny lines in the movie, and I think it's mainly because of Bill Murray's delivery of those lines. I think he's just so good that, like, he can say anything and it'll be funny. Yeah. And, and yeah, like, they have this, what is it, this suburban, like, RV thing, and it's a weapon. And it's like, at this point, I'm like, what am I watching here? Like, what what is this? Winnebago. Screw it. If you reach that point in the movie... You might as well just drink the Kool-Aid on the ridiculousness and, and, and try to enjoy at that point. I don't know. I wish... Or take the LSD and enjoy the movie at this point. I wish I had a military Winnebago to operate out of. That would be, <laughs> I would enjoy that very much. Uh, but yeah, so the movie kind of wraps up at this point because, like, yeah, the, the, the gang, they're captured by Russians because Bill and Harold took the RV just to hang out with the girls and so they're like, oh, wait, we messed up. We got to go back for them. Um, and so they do fight, fight, fight. They save the gang. And we have this, I, I completely forgot, but we have this kind of like asshole um, kind of uh, military. Is he a general or is he, what is he, sergeant? Like uh, John Larroquette? Yeah, John Larroquette. Yeah, 
Yeah, so he's the he's a captain, and he's very funny in the movie too. There's one scene where he's kind of like peeping on the girls, which is a little problematic. Not gonna lie, not a little problematic, very very problematic. But 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 he besides that scene, he's very funny in the movie as this kind of antagonistic force, and he's kind of a stick in the mud, and you want to see him get his comeuppance, and he definitely does. So it's funny to see yeah. that. But uh, but anyway, so um, yeah, they, uh, Bill and Harold and the girls they save the gang. And and then we we're kind of wrapping up here with like you know yeah they they come back and and the crowds there you know uh, cheering them on and everything we got newspapers of like oh uh, you know uh, Bill Murray uh, can America survive <laughs> which is a pretty funny uh, which is a pretty funny joke about like yeah they <laughs> are they doomed like is this the face of, <laughs> of the military now um, and like you know of course you know because women are objects in the movie uh that so what we 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 cut to the blonde and then we we see a newspaper spin and it's like i don't know she's a playboy model or something great like what like i thought she was a military person now she's just like a model okay sure yeah anyway um so we're kind of wrapping up uh and like bill murray's out with his sunglasses and i thought that was very funny just like you know him just being like hey what's going on here oh this is ridiculous <laughs> Oh, surprise party? Oh, come on. That part was funny. Yeah. The, the part where they show where everybody goes at the end or whatever, what happens to all the characters, I was like, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. No, because, like, they're funny, but you don't, there's never, like, a, you do, you never like them on, like, a deeper level that, where, like, you understand them or, or you're like, oh, I love these characters. Like, you're, you never get to that, uh, you, you never get there. Exactly. Like th those are like my favorite comedies. Like the the cable guy with Jim Carrey comes to mind where it's like, "Oh dude, crazy, larger than life character." Oh, but like he has like a f like feelings and stuff like that and I I like care. These characters, I don't care. Right, like, you never you never get any of these characters on a deeper level. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Which is unfortunate. And let's talk about John Candy just a little bit more because it is still, believe it or not, a John Candy uh, <laughs> miniseries. Um, and I, and I, let's actually talk about that just for a second because, yeah, he's not in the movie that much. I wanted to pick this one because uh, I've seen this movie before and I wanted to pick this one because, like, this was one of his, if not, this was basically his big break. You know, he was in a yeah. couple of movies before this, but, like... This was basically the movie that put him on the map, and uh, yeah. and he and he started to do bigger and better things after that. So like, actually, it's funny. Like he apparently went into a movie theater secretly to watch the audience, like you know, just like react to the movie. He wanted to see audience reactions, and so when he first comes on screen, when he's like, uh, what does he say? Like, uh, uh, is there any food on the on the? On oh the... yeah, on this flight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there any food on this flight? <laughs> food on this flight. <laughs> And, but uh, so when he first appears in the movie, the audience goes crazy. They start clapping, and they're just like, they they they're just like, oh my god, yes, John Candy, I love that guy. And and so he leaves the theater before the ending, and he's like, I think I just made it. Ah, oh, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah, no, he's he's really funny in this movie. Like again, I said before that like he made me laugh like almost every single time he spoke. Because his, his delivery, like, I don't even know how he does it. Because, like, he doesn't have all that much to do in this movie. Right. But, like, every single time, it's, like, spot on. It's hilarious. Yeah, like, he's 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 very, you know, gleeful in a way that, like, a bunch of his characters are. But also he has this kind of anger to him, too, and everything. And, and you see that in a, in a couple of key scenes. Mm -hmm. Especially when he, uh, like, uh, runs to the door and opens the door or whatever. 
uh, you know. Yeah. Um, even in like the basic training scenes, like where it's just kind of like group shots of everybody, but like you see him, and I was like, oh, dude, he's not doing all that bad. Like he's like committing, and I was like, oh, that's I like that about his character because everybody else kind of is like, oh, <laughs> and he's like, no, let's freaking go, dude. That's true. He is really committed to the role, and that's that's a very key thing you just mentioned. That like, like yeah, even when he's not talking, when he's just like in the scene, just like listening to people, and that's when you know you have a good actor when when the actors are also listening, not just like doing shit when it's their time to shine, but like when they're listening to other actors. That's you know John Candy does that too. He's very in, in in character. You know, just like listening to to uh, to everybody. So yeah, like that that just goes to show how committed he was, how larger than life he was, and how you know great of a comedic and just actor in general he was. That's true. Like, yeah. No matter what movie you're watching that features him, like you're gonna remember John Candy. Like 1941 Blues Brothers, Home Alone. Even though he doesn't have the biggest parts in these movies, you're still going to remember him if you remember nothing else. Because he's so committed, he's so there, and he's so having fun, even through the anguish of, of what he has to do. Because, yeah, he, he had weight problems and he was very sensitive about it. But that's kind of the case for, for any, any large actor who's going to be in comedy. You know, your Fatty Arbuckles, your, your Chris Farley's Jonah Hill. Like, they, they know what they are, and they know what's going to make audiences laugh. And and they, they put themselves out there anyway, even though it's probably going to hurt their mental health a little bit. So, yeah. It's a commitment. Yeah, and, you know, uh, as I kind of mentioned before, you know, SCTV, uh, that that was kind of like in his early career. And even before that, in high school in, in, in Toronto, he, he wanted to be a, uh, a football player. Uh, and he broke his knee, so that unfortunately uh, didn't come into fruition. He was crushed about that. And so when he graduated high school, he took acting classes and he met up with this uh, agent and everything. And, and you know, he, he started to do, as, as you guys kind of mentioned, like little bit roles in like TV shows and, and whatnot. And yeah, so then Second City happened, SCTV happened in 1941, uh, Blues Brothers, and then this happened. And as we kind of mentioned before, yeah, this was the movie that like people were like, oh, this John Candy guy is really funny. Like I'm so engaged when he's on screen. And so, yeah, th this, this is very much the beginning of his, unfortunately, very short, but very prolific career. Yeah, I had no idea, not to be a downer, but I had no idea he died, like, that young. Like, I knew he died, but he was, like, 44, I want to say. And it's like, yeah. oh, dude, he had so many more years to, yeah. like, And oh. this, the, the sad part, even, uh, the, the sadder part about it is that he was – just about to start turning it around like he had he looked at himself he knew that he probably wasn't going to be long for this world if he didn't change so he quit smoking um he looked at his family history his grandpa died of a heart attack his father died of a heart attack but he needed to change things so he he films back to back he films canadian bacon directed by michael moore and wagons east um but while filming wagons east he died so they uh they had to uh, they had to scramble to release that movie, and they released Canadian Bacon as his final film. And you know, I just—I I can't imagine what his career would have been like if he had gotten to continue after Canadian Bacon. Yeah, yeah, and that's something we'll we'll kind of you know definitely dive deeper into in in these next couple of episodes. But yeah, I think this is a a good place to uh, to end our our John Candy uh, 
very first episode of NYC Actors Talk, John Candy, and our review of Stripes. <laughs> Stripes. Uh, oh, sorry, you were gonna say something, Hunter? Oh no 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 no! I'll uh, I'll mention to you after after. Yeah, we're good. Oh, okay, behind the scenes. Okay, I see how this is, Hunter. You want to talk behind the scenes? You want to talk uh, behind closed doors, huh? Uh, you want to talk about stripes some more? Oh boy. Uh, so uh, uh, let's just uh, do our. F- let's just go around and talk about our very final thoughts and rating out of ten for this movie. One last thing I wanted to mention. I think yeah. John Candy really is the heart of the film, just because of how much commitment he puts in. And um, if you look at the, the, the first cadence where they're doing the do a John Candy actually taught the cast that song. So yeah, his his imprint on on the comedy of this film is is much is much greater than people probably would give it credit for on a first viewing. So, you know, uh, I, I love him in this movie. I love what this movie did for his career. The movie doesn't age as well as I wish it did. It doesn't make me laugh as much as it did back when I was a young teenager. So, um, for for the laughs I did get, for the nostalgia I do feel for the movie, I'm going to give it a, a solid like seven point five out of ten. I think that's probably fair. Sweet, yeah, yeah. Um, and I and speaking of like we were talking about like lovable characters or you know characters that we we love on a deeper level. I think John Candy is the closest to. B- like being a lovable character in in uh, in stripes um so that's something you know that, that you know that's that just shows you know how good he was but yeah so yeah probably like six out of ten for me i think uh like it's it's okay I, I i think there are very funny parts in the movie i think you know the cast is very funny uh bill murray's killing it as always harold ramus is, is was always good uh and yeah john candy was uh was kind of a standout in this for sure so yeah uh six out of ten yeah, yeah, uh, Nick. I'm gonna have to agree with you. I think six out of ten is a is a pretty good placement for it. Um, I enjoyed it. I think that especially for a John Candy uh, miniseries, I think that it's an important film to watch. Um, and I'm glad that we did this movie. Uh, yeah, it's all right. Like it's I I laughed a few times, <laughs> but. Yeah, I, I think that I'm I'm glad that I watched it for, for John Candy purposes. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so yeah, uh, that was our stripes episode. Uh, uh, Xander, Private Xander Kozak, thank you very much for being such a great guest. Well, thanks for having me. I, I haven't done this in a while, so I'm sorry if I talked over you guys. No, it's all right. It's, that's Zoom, baby. That's Zoom for you. <laughs> that's true, it is Zoom, but yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, this was fun. Yeah, this is yeah. very fun. Uh, and uh, be sure to check out our other John Candy episodes coming out in the coming weeks. We have at four or five more episodes to go after this. Uh, we're, we're definitely going to talk about movies like Splash, like Planes, Trains, Automobiles, Uncle Buck, Cool Running. So stay tuned for those episodes. Yeah. Is that right yeah. if I, um, I plug a couple of things? Absolutely. Yeah. Plug away. Uh, so I got I got my own online presence on TikTok and Instagram. You can follow me there at, at Xander Kozak, and that's Xander with an X. But uh, really exciting. I actually have my first acting job since uh, joining the fire department back in 2018. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm, I'm voicing lead character of an animated series called Level 30, which is a, a Dungeons & Dragons animated scene, uh, animated show. 
created by uh, my friends Will Thomay and Michael Donovan. Uh, it's about this guy named Jeremy, who's a, a 30-year-old basement dweller who has no life direction, and he's obsessed with this virtual reality game called Keeps and Creatures. So the the show takes place in those two perspectives from his actual life and then in the game world that he's obsessed with. So that's in pre-production right now. We have an amazing cast and some amazing people uh, working on the show. So there'll be more updates on that. It would, please follow Level 30 uh, on TikTok and Instagram at Level 30 Official so, uh, for, for some more updates. And uh, it's going to be a real fun time. Heck yeah. That sounds awesome. Heck yeah. Guys, we made it through Stripes. We did it. We did. We did it. Guys, thank you so much for listening to our episode. Uh, we have been NYC Actors Talk Film. We have a Instagram, NYC Actors Talk Film. We have a YouTube channel, NYC Actors Talk Film, where we do video versions of our episodes. Uh, we also... What, do we, what else do we have, Hunter? Uh, 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 we have nice hair. Instagram. Um, <laughs> um, I already said that, Hunter. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, yeah, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us. Good, um, good. It's been a while. Good, good. We're uh, good. We're doing. Uh, uh, we're doing all right. Uh, we also, if you haven't already listened to our Robin Williams miniseries, you can go back and listen to that yeah, if you yep, want. Yep. While, you're, while you're waiting for, yep, keep our, it going. Keep it going. Uh, good, good, good. <laughs> no, good. No, you're good. You're good. Well, while you're waiting for our new episodes to come out you can go back and watch uh robin williams that's right nyc actors talk robin williams that was a that was a blast to do and uh yeah thanks again for listening to our episode uh let me pull up the lyrics again to this fucking song wait a second there she was just a walking down the street singing do you look good you look fine great Goodbye. The podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye.